0: shout out to Trey Smith for finally getting drafted. I feel like they waited way too long on him to select him. Maybe that's the orange in me, but dude is a stud. So shout out to Trey Smith. I'm so excited for him, man. I can't stop smiling. So (laughs) what's what's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Rocky Top Times, where we talk about all things Tennessee Vols. My name is Sean. My name is Chase we got a lot to talk about chase it's been a little bit so let's just jump right to it are you so pumped for trey smith like i am i mean he had first of all like his mother passed away and you know he mm-hmm. kind of promised her he was going to the nfl i don't want to get emotional but yeah he he, he made all those promises well, to first his mother. he promised
1: he would get a degree so he yes. finally did that um so i mean that was i mean it was incredible to see him get drafted and it was so unfortunate for him to you know to have the the blood clots in his lung and everything like that so um you know just to hear your name called on draft nights uh something special to to hear
0: yeah more than one like more than one occurrence of the blood clots and yeah it was that's life-threatening so for him to stay his senior year get that degree and a highly ranked recruit I think ESPN had him at like number one if I'm not mistaken I know ESPN yeah. isn't the most accurate with recruiting but I mean still that's a big deal and yeah, everything that went on, he got his degree, he made his promise to his mom, and uh, I don't know. I'm just so excited. I can't remember the last time I wanted a vol to be drafted so bad. Do you, does anyone yeah. else come to your mind in well, Tennessee just speaking of, On
1: Trey, I mean, it was just. I mean, he was such a community leader just to begin with. So I mean, it was. I mean, he's. I mean, he'll go down as one of the most beloved vols of all time. You know, he got that torchbearer award from. From the chancellor of UT and um, for just like his service around the around the community it's like the highest honor I think a student can receive at UT so um, you know beyond just being an excellent football player you know being drafted at in the sixth round um, of course was not what he was wanting to begin with um, you know he's a he's a first round talent if he didn't have the health issues you know he, he could have been a second rounder maybe Uh, I don't think anybody saw him slipping down to the sixth. Um, I think everybody expected him to be called in that – around the third round range. Um, But there were some rumors out that, you know, only one doctor in the NFL kind of cleared him. Um, So, you know, it was kind of sad to see him fall, but I think he's going to show that – he's going to pr- kind of prove everybody wrong and I think the Chiefs you know going to the Chiefs I mean it could be a lot worse I mean you, you have Patrick Mahomes that you got your quarterback um you know they made it to the Super Bowl the last two years so you know he's got a good chance to to make of course make the roster you know I don't know if he'll be a starter right away you would think of um from what we've seen the last few years of him that he definitely has a good shot at it but um yeah hopefully the the health issues stay away but um, other than Trey, you know, Vols that, that, that I wanted to see drafted really bad that come to my mind, uh, just within the last few years. Um, of course, Jawan Jennings comes to mind of somebody that was just, I mean, we always called him the dog. Um, he just comes to mind as somebody that you really, really wanted to get drafted. Uh, and now he's playing for the 49ers. So, um, you know, a bunch of different people come to mind. Um, He's one that definitely
0: uh, is in the forefront. Absolutely. And the thing about Jennings and Trey Smith, they're both Tennessee kids, you know, yeah. and that just makes them that much special for Vol Nation. I, I was just so yeah. excited that he finally got called. And it kind of reminded me, before he got drafted, it kind of reminded me of um, Antonio Richardson. You remember Tiny? Yeah, Tiny. Like, yeah, how, you know, I know his injuries were like he had knee problems and stuff, but. He was expected. You know, he went to the draft and everything. And yeah. uh, I remember Jawan James. Um, Jawan James, right? Yeah. God, it's been, it's, I feel like it's been 20 years. I know, yeah. It's when, been when, a while. <laughs> when Jawan James got drafted in the first round, he sent out like a tweet to him saying, I'm open to hear my name next. And then the dude yeah. doesn't even get drafted. So I was, yeah. I kind of had a little bit of deja vu like right there with Trey Smith, but I'm so happy for him. I'm really glad mm-hmm. that he got selected. And now he's, you know, he's got his shot, so that's really all you can ask that's for from one of those for. kids. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, shout-out to Trey Smith. We're happy for you, man. And also, we got to show some love to our boy, Josh Palmer. So, drafted in the third round to the San Diego Chargers. So, obviously, we all thought Palmer was probably our most consistent receiver yeah. uh, last year. He was kind of like our go-to guy. And the thing with Palmer I mean I know we were struggling with quarterback play but he was going up some of the best defensive backs. I mean he made that dude from Alabama look yeah. really bad on that touchdown and he had a couple against Georgia that were really impressive and I think I think they went in the first round too if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So Certain. Yeah. Yeah, so the level of competition that he went up against with you know with Georgia and Alabama and all these people and he had he had a couple good touchdowns against Kentucky where he kind of spun around to the outside Mm -hmm. and I don't know I I think he's I definitely think he was underrated of course I'm going to say that (laughs) but (laughs) what do you think about Palmer going to the Chargers do you think he'll be able to elevate that game to the NFL on Sundays yeah I think he um I mean
1: he's been widely considered one of the the sleeper receivers in in a super deep draft class this year um he's been considered one of the sleepers in that class so um you know, if he can get some good quarterback play, which, you know, Matthew Stafford got traded from the from the Lions to the Chargers this uh, past offseason. So, um, you know, he'll definitely have a good quarterback to throw to him. So, um, like we said with Trey, I mean, you just have to get the chance and take advantage of it. So, um, we've always known him. He's, he's had good hands. He can run good routes. It's just, you know, he hasn't really had a quarterback to throw it to him. So, um yeah, yeah, I mean I think he has a really good chance to to be a good starter in the NFL and, you know, hopefully more.
0: Yeah, he's got good sides and I think he ran like a yep. four five forty at the pro day or something. Yep. So you know, he's got some decent speed, but yeah. yeah, he's he's pretty physical when the ball's in the air and mm-hmm. I I think he'll he'll turn some heads. At least I hope so. Yeah, I you think know, so too. We've got to bring wide receiver U back. So <laughs> and Slowly. what do you think? What do you think of uh, Bryce Thompson? I know he didn't get drafted, but he did like a he did one of those undrafted free agent contracts to the Saints, right? Yeah. So, is that kind yeah, of what I you mean, thought?
1: No, I actually thought he would be drafted. I mean, most mock drafts had him being drafted in the late rounds, you know, five, six, seventh round. Um, kind of expected to, but, yeah, I mean, we all know that he had some of those attitude issues. He got kind of suspended there for a little while. You got to wonder if that kind of played into it or – um, you know, he didn't. He got hurt a lot of last season, so obviously that could have been been a part of not getting drafted. But I think most people um, were telling him that you know maybe you should come back for another year. But you know you got to make your money while you can, so you can't really blame him. But um, you know, I mean, I I would have much rather had him back next year just because of our depth at, at defensive back. But um, for him to go and try to make his money in the NFL and try to get on a roster than Um, I guess you thought now was the best time
0: it's crazy how much we've fallen I feel like I say this every episode but arguably our best defensive back didn't get drafted yeah (laughs) so that's saying something about our defense but yeah Yeah. I I was I was surprised too I I definitely thought he was going to get drafted maybe in the lower end of it maybe five or six rounds but yeah I, I was shocked you know especially since he he made some decent plays he's consistent but you brought it up. I think you hit the nail on the head with the, uh, you know, attitude issues and, you know, I, I don't know what's confirmed and what's not, but if there's a rumor out there that something's going on, so I just, I hate it for the kid because he is very talented, and I think we talked about this, but his size, he's a little bit, you know, on the shorter end for the NFL yeah. at that position. He's only
1: about so. 5'11-ish.
0: Yeah, so he's got a, he's going to be fighting an uphill battle, but. Hopefully he can turn some heads and, you know, get a contract going with the Saints. He'll be down there with Callaway, assuming Callaway won't go anywhere, so. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about that. (laughs) So, do you think the, so Jaguars had the first pick. Do you think they had it right with picking Trevor Lawrence? Would he he have been number one?
1: Yeah, I mean, he definitely is, I mean, he's prototypical size, you know, his great arm. He has everything that you really look for in a quarterback, so. You mean it? I mean, at this point, if you're assuming that he's going to be a bust, you're just doing it just because you want to go against the grain, really. Uh, I mean, he has prototypical, literally everything. I mean, you could say, I mean, of course, he had some bad games here and there, but um, I mean, he's. I don't know what else you would look for in a, in a quarterback, to be honest.
0: I think his best game was when he was a freshman against Alabama in the yeah. national championship game. That was his best game. He lit it up, he looked composed, and that yep. Ross receiver looked really good. And for those of you that are saying, well, Trevor Lawrence isn't Tennessee related, what are we talking about? May I remind you, old boy Butch Jones turned him down for <laughs> our boy J.G., who his first throw for Washington State, I'm not dogging the kid, I'm just stating facts, his first throw for Washington State's game, was it was it a pick six or was it just a pick?
1: <laughs> I think it was, a, uh, it was at least an interception, I don't know about pick six, but... He Man. also got hurt on the play too,
0: and of course the NFL draft just has to kick us while we're down. Here we are with another head coach, another year, another rebuild. Yeah, and then they're showing the number one overall pick who won a natty in Tennessee gear when he was a little kid. Like number sixteen because parents' favorite player. Yep, I think his parents went to UT. Like he loved UT growing up. So well, he's he's lived in Knoxville. Yep. So we had everything to go for us and then dabo Sweeney gets a tiktok and all of a sudden he's a good recruiter <laughs> now so i was i was very upset about that oh it still hurts well, not, only, it.
1: not only kicking his bobber down but literally every single sec player that got drafted their highlights were against tennessee what is every up with that every single one what and was it was up like with that it was like not even an sec player there was an indiana like I don't even know. It was like an Indiana linebacker that got drafted. We played Indiana like three years ago, and they showed a tape of him having an interception against Tennessee. And it's like you had no other tape from last year that that could have showed him. Uh, but, I'm, of course, they had to play that tape. And it's like every single one of them, ESPN literally hates Tennessee. And I, I'm almost
0: convinced of it by now. Oh, no, It they do. They definitely do. And, you know, they, they would dig out any archive video. To show yeah. these guys, I'm surprised whenever any of the Georgia players didn't get selected. That didn't show the hobnail boot over and over. Like I'm sure I thought they were <laughs> yeah. going to go there for a minute. I mean, they they'll just dig up anything out of the archive. Yeah. Just like oh, remember when Tennessee lost this game or blew this one, thank yeah. God no one from Georgia State got drafted. Golly, <laughs> I would have just broken my television right then. <laughs> yeah, oh, it,
1: it's when, when they were showing like some Kentucky players, a so linebacker and and. Uh, the defensive back that got drafted that had those I don't know. Twelve pick sixes. Yeah, 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 three pick sixes in a row or something like that. It was like JG was throwing it in like triple coverage, so obviously somebody was going to intercept it and it was just I mean it was honestly it just made us look terrible to be honest. It was uh it was rough to watch. Yeah.
0: And let me be clear, I I know we were bad last year, but come on every opponent that got drafted, every teammate it showed Tennessee on the other end of the highlights yeah. we made a joke about it on Friday so we went out for Saturday you know we went we got we had some pizza had a couple of drinks and then on the highlights we were still watching you know the next day of the, the draft. draft and we were still on the other end of the highlights <laughs> just getting slashed on defense so I don't know you can't make this stuff up so yeah, I was telling oh. Sean I mean I was thinking that you know
1: if if Palmer got you know drafted you know he, he was pr- they'd probably show like a uh a highlight of him like chasing down somebody after they intercepted or something like that so um we're always on the other end of, of terrible highlights so um just keep your head up balls it's it's it may get
0: better soon <laughs> uh, at least it's going to be more entertaining i mean yeah. that that orange and white game that was the most entertaining yeah I've seen our team. You know, but even the whole time Pruitt was here, uh, that was the yeah. most entertaining. And they, the most important thing is they look like they were having fun. They, they were out yeah. there having fun. At the same time, I got the discipline, Phil. They're still disciplined, but out there having fun. You got to have that. So,
1: yeah.
0: But yeah, man, Trevor Lawrence, God, why'd you do that to us, man? Ugh. <laughs> so, speaking of draft, is there anybody for next year's draft? I know it's a stretch. I know the season hasn't started, but just for fun. Can you think of anyone that might be going and getting drafted for the next one from Tennessee? Yeah.
1: Yeah. We have a few that are, I guess, draft eligible, as you would say. I don't know about how draftable they are. The only one I can really think of that has potential to be a high round draft pick would be Cade Mays. Um, you know, he's, he's kind of consistently in that first round. Honestly, he's, um, I've seen him as high as like top 10, um, most of the time, sitting around the top. Uh, of course, the first round. So, um, you know, other than that, you know, we have like five or six defensive linemen that are seniors. I guess there's potential. They all have good size. They just don't have a ton of production. So, uh, yeah. maybe someone takes a takes a, um, you know, a chance on them late in the rounds or something like that as some depth or something. Um, you know, other than that, Awante Taylor maybe. I could see him if they do that, you know. You get that free year again, or come back as a, a graduate guy or something like that. I don't know. Um, other than that, I mean, I don't really see anybody else.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I think Cade Mays is by far a best shot to get yeah. a first-round draft pick for sure. And Elante Taylor, so I definitely think he could, but then a part of me thinks I thought Bryce Thompson has been more consistent oh, yeah. and he wasn't even drafted. So I, I think Taylor's a little taller, is he? Is he like 6'2"? Yeah, he's like 6'2". 6'2"? Six two. Six two? Okay, he looked yeah, he looked a little more leggy, so not fast. Yeah, but man, yeah, I I don't think that. And of course, we got, you know, Darrell Middleton. He's got really good size and yeah, he's huge. And Butler's been pretty he's kind of come up out of nowhere, you know. He's yeah. been pretty decent and consistent. And I'm rooting for Harvey Solomon. I know he was out of high school. He was like, he was a five-star recruit. He was like number two out of Georgia, which is really, really good. Yeah. He just hasn't. I know he's had injury problems, and he I feel like
1: he gets hurt every game. Yes. He's hobbling he, off the field every game. It's just, it's um, uh, yeah. I mean, he has good size. Like you said, he was highly highly regarded coming out of high school. Went to Michigan. Transferred here everybody was just hyping him up so bad whenever he was you know in the portal um he finally gets here and you know we haven't really seen much out of him
0: no i I might have seen like maybe a couple tackles the whole season and i don't know if it's like a condition thing but if it is a condition thing you need to hit the treadmill because this this offense is going to be insane like during practices and stuff so Maybe that's why we didn't see him in the spring game. Maybe he was on an oxygen tank the whole time. So
1: <laughs> Yeah, I think he was he was definitely out. Uh he didn't play in the spring game. Most of our defense didn't play in the spring game, so
0: I was gonna uh, say, I d I don't think there was a starter on the defensive line that played. Like they were all yeah. pretty much out.
1: Yeah, I think um, you know, whatever position Tyler Barron's playing now, whether that's outside the linebacker, defensive in, however they line him up, I feel like he was the only one really.
0: I love Tyler Barron. Uh, I yeah, love I his attitude. I love his attitude. He's got really good size. I think he's going to be something special. Look for him yeah. to have a possible breakout year this year. That'd be he nice. did. He did some good he things as freshman year too. Yeah. So let's let's talk about this transfer portal. Um, it's I don't even know what to call it anymore. I feel like it's kind of a nightmare for all all college teams right now, yeah. but but it can be good news and today if you're a tennessee vol it was great news so we've all heard rumors about the linebacker out of texas juan mitchell and he has a made it official he's coming to tennessee he signed with us and for those of you that don't know unless you live under a rock he was their. he was texas's leading tackler and that's pretty dang good so yeah what do you think i know linebacker is a huge position of need We'll get to that. Obviously, we know Henry T's leaving, and Quavera's couch, he's leaving. But what do you think about Mitchell, man? What does he bring? How do he do at Texas? What do we got?
1: Yeah, I mean, this is huge for us. The, you know, linebacker, we could use every linebacker that we see, honestly. I mean, if, if somebody is in the portal and they want to play linebacker, they should honestly just, just commit to us because we know that, I mean, we're going to be rotating guys in and out, and we don't really have that much depth at all, so – um Juwan Mitchell is essentially a come in plug and play immediately no matter what just because he has I mean, really good experience really good um, I mean his his experience I mean he's I think he was a junior now um, he started some games as a freshman and then of course was the leading tackler last year had 62 total tackles um, and started every game and then so I, I just wanted to do some kind of comparison and and, uh, you know, how how good was 62 tackles in a, in a Big 12 scheme? Um, so, in comparison, Henry T. Uh, had 76 total tackles. And, I mean, he was considered, you know, all SEC, you know, one of the top linebackers, you know, in the SEC, possibly in the country, had 76 total tackles last year. So, you know, not quite the production of Henry, but we all know how good Henry was. And, uh, um, you know, if we can kind of get some – uh, production that we're losing back, then I think that that's definitely going to help out quite a bit.
0: Yeah, even just to get some fresh legs in there, because we know how yeah. many good, we know how many good running backs this league has. So it, yeah. even just to get somebody better, you know, a rest, <laughs> you know, a series yeah. or something like that, we're all for. But I, I think this dude is hungry. I think he came here expecting to start, which he probably is going to. Not going to lie, yeah, he definitely will. And, um, yeah, I, I definitely think he will start too. Do you think they yeah. should keep – do you think Jeremy Banks should stay at linebacker, or do you think he should switch back to running back? I know it's crowded there too. You know, simply just because we're so low at linebacker,
1: I would just keep him there just because he has more experience there now than he does at running back. You know, if this was like a normal situation when we had – if we had Henry and we had uh, Quiverish Crouch back and, um, you know, our linebacker room was a little more stable than it is – I wouldn't mind seeing him back there at running back, honestly. You know, he's a pretty big guy, one or 6'2, I think, uh, like 220 pounds. So he's a big old dude. Um, I don't know if that's the type of running back that the Heupel wants, but, um, you know, he still has D-Beck with back there. He's like 6'5, 220. So um, I would like to see him just as a big bruiser back, but um, I think I, – I mean, I don't, honestly, I don't – if we didn't have depth, then I would like to see him a running back. But right now, he has to stick it at a linebacker.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you just on the fact that we're so thin at linebacker so right now. So thin. Really, really thin. And I, I do think he could be, benefit really well from running back. You know, kind of like how mm-hmm. we put Quaver's Crouch in the Indiana game yeah. on like third and one or fourth and yep. one. And he just ran it in like, you know, eight yards. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you though. Uh, I couldn't agree more. So hopefully uh, his pass coverage can get better. His run, you know, his run coverage is really good. The run defense yeah. for the linebackers were really good last year. Our run defense was one of the highlights in defense last year. But man, pass coverage we just looked lost. I don't know what was going on. You know, it has to be something to do
1: with with Pruitt's defenses, and I mean, we didn't have much much legit linebacker depth. We didn't have much – I feel like everybody that was a linebacker was, was at one point a running back. Like Quivarius Crouch, uh, Jeremy Banks, both came over as a running back or signed as essentially running backs. and Lyneth Whitehead. Them, yeah, Lynneth Whitehead. So he moved from linebacker to running back. So it was – it's like everybody was just misplaced and they weren't – you know, they're not used to that position. Linebacker is a tough position to, to just kind of learn, especially in an SEC team, um, you know, trying to go up against Najee Harris and you, all these other slot <laughs> receiver guys. like uh, I mean, it's just insane. I mean, you're not going to be able to cover them unless you know what you're doing. And I feel like, you know, with Pruitt's scheme was always supposed to be so difficult to learn. Um, I don't think that that was the best situation to put them in.
0: No, and don't forget the year before, you know, Daniel Batoli, you know, he, he had been there for a while. He was a senior. He was the leader. Yeah. So he probably... You know, did a lot of communication. You know, yeah, <laughs> the year before, and then Henry T goes in there, first time calling everything on his own, being the leader. So, yeah. I don't know. You never know, though. It probably, I- I'd say, a lot of it probably is the staff, just because I feel like the players, ca- they just weren't having fun playing football. They just looked
1: so scared. So, yeah, I forgot couple- who said it It was after one of the games. They were talking about practice, and someone asked him what the difference between Pruitt's practices and. Uh- um, Hypel's practices were, and he was like, whenever we were under Prue, it was like military style practice. He's like, yep. nothing was fun. You know, you weren't allowed to smile. It was all this other kind of stuff, and it was just, you know, it was like hardcore practice and nothing else. I forgot what he said about Hypel and how the like they were just allowed to have fun yeah. is essentially what he was referring to. So, um, yeah, and I think that they're not afraid to make make a mistake, but Hypel continues to say. You can make a mistake, just don't make it twice. And I think that yeah. uh, under Pruitt, people were just simply afraid to make mistakes.
0: Yeah, who can um, blame him? I mean, Todd yeah. Chandler fumbled the ball once. It was like a legit hit. It was, It's not like he dropped yeah. it. And he sat him for like seven or eight games. Like, yeah, I don't know. It, but, yeah, I agree. I, th- I think I saw that interview, too. It might have been Velas Jones or someone like that. But, yeah. yeah, they they were very – just relieved in a sense. So, And back yeah. to running backs, the spring game, I thought D. Beckwith looked pretty good. But mm-hmm. I think in Jabari Small, we all knew he what he had and what he's bringing. But Jalen Wright stood out to me, mm-hmm. um, number 23. I think he is going to do yeah. – he's a really good one-two punch with him and Jabari Small. And I think D. T- Beckwith it, is – Yes. And I, and I think Beckwith is going to be our, our bruiser um, if we have to. Hodge, to me, didn't look – not I don't ready think he, yet. He, yes, he didn't look ready yet, but he looks like once he gets ready, he's gonna do something special. But Jalen Wright, to me, he he just looked fast. He looked quick. Yeah, he does look pretty good. So I, I was pretty excited about that. You remember I brought that up when the spring practices came up. I was like, who was number twenty three? And turns Did out I, now we now we know it's Jalen Wright. True so freshman. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah excited I mean, he looked good. That. I mean,
1: you'd like to see it against the you know the first team defense out there. Um, with all of our normal defensive linemen out there, with their, all the linebackers back,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, safeties playing, and everything like that, under normal circumstances. But I mean, you can only you can only run against who's out there. So, and I mean, he's still a good. So, um, yep. I mean, kudos to him coming in as a true freshman, trying to fit into the what we think is a pretty decent running back room at this time. So, um, hopefully, he can get some snaps in. But I think it's going to be mostly a T on Evans and Jabari Small. Uh, Duo, Um, Mm. I think you know all. I think there's four of them that'll probably get most of the snaps um, in the four that we just mentioned. So, um, yeah, I think that they're all going to be pretty decent in this in this scheme.
0: Yeah, and that's the worst part about the spring game. When I get really excited about a position group, I get really worried about the other side of the coin. So I'm like, man, is our rush defense really that (laughs) bad? You know, because I mean, the quarterbacks they all had really good throws and Mm -hmm. I was like man like I really miss Bryce Thompson right now so you know we just we just never know so yeah definitely definitely excited about Juwan Mitchell joining at a linebacker so another one is Caleb Tremblay so he is like a defensive tackle he came from USC I believe right so
1: USC in California Yep. Right, right, right. No, the
0: original USC, not USC the
1: Junior. USC, yeah, USC yeah. Junior. Yeah, that's what all the balls fans like to call that. University of South Kakalaki.
0: Yeah, facts don't, facts don't care about your feelings. So, <laughs> what do you think about? I, I'm going to be honest. I haven't seen any mm-hmm. of this dude's tape. The only thing I know is he was a four-star recruit, and USC really liked him. So, uh, yeah, I, don't, no. I don't, I don't, I don't even know his size. So.
1: I'll let you yeah, I mean, he's, he's a good side. I think he's like 6'4", 270 or something like that. He's like a legit defensive tackle. Um, I don't think he played too much at USC, to be honest, but he was just a freshman last year. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I mean, to add depth to the defensive tackle position, like I said earlier, we have like five or six defensive tackles that are all seniors this year that we don't really expect to come back next year. So, really young in that department there and uh we need all the depth we can get and as long as they can you know hopefully play in the future then i'm, I'm okay with signing any and every of them
0: yep and also injuries are going to happen especially on at yep. the line position and it can take these bigger guys longer to heal you know their, their bodies are huge if it's like a leg injury you know they're they're holding 300 pounds versus like a wide receiver that's yeah. like a fraction of that so anytime you have death for injuries and you know just if players are getting tired we mentioned Aubrey Solomon might have a conditioning <laughs> issue you know it's, it'll be nice to have an experienced player hop on in there yeah. so I'm excited about this dude and yeah also some some more quarterback drama so Joe Milton officially has been confirmed out of Michigan so this dude was a pretty good ranked four-star recruit out of high school and I don't uh, is he? Would you consider him a dual threat? I know he kind of scrambles around a little bit, but I don't know. We'll we'll just yeah. say he's a quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Uh, out of Michigan. Now I'll say this: I know he didn't have the best season at Michigan. Uh, I get that, but I think our quarterback room is a lot stronger with Joe Milton in the mix here. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, versus you know Quentin Dormady and Jared and all them. <laughs> so, um. <laughs> Yeah, what do, what do you think about Joe Milton, dude? I I'll say also, Hypol, no, he has a proven record to develop quarterbacks, and if he can do that with Joe Milton, who's like six five, like yes, please. So, what do you think about Milton? Yeah, I'm am kind of surprised. I mean, I think that that gives you
1: kind of an insight of, of what Hypol's thinking in his quarterback room right now. I was, you know, whenever he was rumored to be coming here. I was kind of nervous about what, what Heupel was thinking about Bailey and what he was thinking about hitting Hooker and uh, even Brian Mauer. I didn't expect Brian Mauer to really push for a starter, but I was kind of worried about what we would see in the origin white game in regards to Bailey and, and Hooker. But, you know, they both played well, so I was kind of surprised when Milton really wanted to come um, with Bailey being so young, and I think Hooker still has a year or two left. So, um He's definitely going to add some depth to the room and, I mean, viable options, you know, after whoever's the starter will have some good depth behind them. So I think they're going to have to continue to play well throughout the year. I think it's going to be kind of a quarterback. I don't, I don't want it to be this way, but, um, I feel like they're all going to get their shots in games and, you know, eventually it's going to be whoever plays the best.
0: Yeah. You're definitely going to see some transfers in the quarterback room and, yeah. I just hope Tennessee and Heupel gets it right. I just, I I, don't, I worry that yeah. I, I honestly think Bailey played the best out of the spring game. Yeah. I th- I thought last year he looked the most composed, and he was really young, so that's saying something. And he's got really good size, and now he's got kind of like a quarterback guru coach that's going to be able to help him develop. So I I worry that if of course I want the best man to start, but as a vol fan I worry that, you know, if Hilker or Milton or whoever gets the starting job and Bailey leaves, I'm afraid Bailey's gonna like just ball out. That is that not the most Tennessee thing ever? We've <laughs> seen this happen, you know, multiple times. So but I definitely think having Joe Milton's gonna push everybody to be better. These guys are competitive. They know what they signed up for coming to Tennessee. So Yeah. Um uh they are, I don't know, man. I, I feel like every commentator has said the same thing. The quarterback race is wide open, and I don't mm-hmm. think they're just saying that. I really think they mean it, and I think Hypo means it. I don't think he's got a clear candidate, you know. Yeah. So who do you think is going to end up – we'll do. We'll have a little fun. Who do you think is going to end up becoming the starter on day one? <laughs> That's probably the,
1: the question of the year right there after coming out of the Orange <laughs> and White game.
0: <laughs> Put you it's, on the spot. It's so
1: hard to tell just because, you, you know, I know that Harrison Bailey's throws, you know, you threw it to a wide open, Velas Jones. I mean, it was a really good play, a really good play call, and that really tricked the defense, but he was going up against like a walk-on defensive back. Um, Colton you know, other Yeah, I mean, other guys, he was going up against like, you know, third-string walk-ons and things like this. So, I, I mean, you still have to make the throws. That very first throw that he had, I mean, it was a perfect throw to with that Jancic guy, that freshman wide receiver, whatever mm-hmm. his name is. Zach. Um, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, you still have to make the throws, and he made the perfect throw in, in pretty much every situation. So, I mean, I think Hooker did really well. He's, he's more of the dual threat guy where he can run as well. Um, he didn't really do anything to wow me. He made some good throws. Uh, played well, but other than that, I mean, he didn't do anything, of course, to, like I said, wow me. I think Brian Maurer, I think he's too risky. Uh, I think he's going to make some good plays, but I think his bad plays will outweigh the the good. Um, and then Joe Milton, you know, I, I think the other two have a leg up on him since they've already been here and kind of know the system more, but um, Joe Milton's kind of more of the prototypical quarterback for the system. So, if I had to choose today, of course, I'd go based off of the orange and white game and Harrison Bailey um, with Hooker as a very close second.
0: Yeah, I agree with you on a few things. Now, to me, Maurer, of course, he had, he's got an arm, and he, yeah, when he does it right, he can look really good, but I, did, I just didn't see enough of that consistency. He looked a little sporadic to me. He kind of looked like he wanted to pull it and run way too early before the play even develops. I know you mentioned that too. So I I agree with you there. I I just think he is trying to do too much instead of just take a deep breath, you know, (laughs) let your receivers get open. And then, and then if that doesn't work, then try and scramble. But, you know, he was scrambling when he had good protection. And that always kind of worries me as far as mental decisions. And you're a quarterback. So you, you, they, you got to bring your A game for that every time you have the ball and hooker i love his speed i like how he's a dual threat guy and he he made some good throws but i, I thought he made a couple of bad throws um yeah. they some of them were kind of behind the receiver or maybe they weren't on the same page but to be is is he not like a graduate transfer or is he a senior yeah he's... i think
1: he was kind
0: i think you know virginia
1: tech was they run a similar offense but i think that they they demanded more of like a running game out of their quarterback from what kind of what I understand, but uh, gotcha. I mean, they still pass it a, a good amount, but he had quite a few rushing touchdowns. He had, quite, he had you know, pretty good amount of rushing yards. Um, yeah. So I think he was kind of, you know, he was definitely the dual threat name that he has. So um, I think he's known more for his legs and his arm.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I was expecting more because of his experience, you know, at a good I I know the ACC is weak, but they're still Division One players, and they, you know. But yeah, I, I was expecting someone a little bit more polished. But in the red zone, when he ran it in, you know, I I was very happy with that. So, um, it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, I I would give Bailey the edge right now. But I mean, who knows what happens if Joe Milton comes in? He might play lights out. You know, any of these guys could get hurt. Any of these guys could have a bad attitude in a transfer you know that that's the beauty of college football you're not a mm-hmm. bunch of millionaire old men wanting you know <laughs> wanting the protest or whatever so who do we got are there any other needs that we need right now other than linebacker
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah we definitely need another i mean if we can get another linebacker we need to definitely get one the only other real need that i see that's just kind of glaring is the cornerback defensive back room um definitely use somebody there with some good experience um to go either you know replace or or to go alongside him i think we just need to have some more depth there uh at at minimum Uh, someone else that has some decent experience and um has showed some good play
0: yeah and i saw on social media that a kid from georgia it was a cornerback he entered the portal Uh, was it burns he's Is that somebody Uh, else? I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking of an Auburn guy.
1: This guy that was uh, – or is in the transfer portal from Georgia, I think is supposed to be rumored to go to Auburn.
0: Oh, okay. Maybe there's someone someone from Auburn named Burns who's leaving. And I I can't keep up, dude. I feel like everybody from every team's leaving. Our wide
1: receivers coach was Burns, and he came from Auburn.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, it's a player. I can't remember his first name for the life of me, but – yeah, and I think he might be. I don't know if he's related to Cody or not, but uh, he's rumored to possibly give UT a strong consideration. So we'll see. But cool. speaking of players from Auburn uh, leaving, old Jay Hardy, who we called this <laughs> since day one when he committed to Auburn, but yeah, he. Hotel walkthrough. Golly. But, you know, he's from Chattanooga. He was a former top 100 player. I think at the time, like on. Rivals, he was the number one recruit out of Tennessee at the time. Mm -hmm. But he is now in the portal, and you mentioned that UCF may be the favorite to land him. I definitely think we might have a shot, specifically because he's from Tennessee. And, oh, yeah, old boy Rodney Garner, his position coach at Auburn and his main recruiter, uh, who helped him go to Auburn, landed him. So yeah, there's a lot of people that are – hard on Jay Hardy saying no I don't want him but I I mean when Cade Mays went to Georgia <laughs> was there was that there was there was that video where he was you know kind of gave Tennessee the bird and and we welcome Cade back with open arms so I I will totally do the same for Jay Hardy and we need defensive linemen so yeah. I think it would be really cool for him to come here he's got really good size too he's like six five like three hundred pounds or something so yeah. But what do you think of Hardy? you think we got a shot, or do you think it's UCF no matter what?
1: Yeah, I think we definitely have a shot. The only reason I think UCF is in the picture is just because Gus ended up going there. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think we have as good a shot as anybody else. I just – you never know. I mean, if he didn't choose us the first time, similar to Cade. But, uh, yeah, I I think we have a good shot.
0: I really wish we would have kept Big Cat. Like, we could have gotten a lot of (laughs) decent players you know from auburn yeah exactly i mean half auburn staff is with us now (laughs) cody burns or rodney gardner
1: half our teams with oklahoma half their staffs with uh, tennessee
0: yeah yeah oklahoma man like what is out there except tornadoes i just i don't get it so boomer sooner they probably have taco bell bags instead much better than mcdonald's (laughs) much better so, do we have anything new with recruiting? I know we got the four star quarterback Taven Jackson out of Indiana. I think he's the number one player out of Indiana, which maybe number one quarterback out what of Indiana. Saying. nothing, absolutely nothing. Just trying to glorify all this NFL draft coverage against us. I'm trying to <laughs> trying to spend something positive, yeah, but uh, yeah, so we got Taven Jackson. I really did butter that up pretty good, but <laughs> You know, will see something in this kid. He's a four star quarterback. What do you think? Do you think that's a good get for us?
1: Yeah. He's the he's a true dual threat guy. He runs the ball really well, has a super strong arm. Um, I think he's gonna rise in the in the rankings, whatever that means to you if if you know, if you're yeah. a big rankings guy. So um you know, if he does then then great. If not, I still think he's a really good prospect who will have some some good guys to learn behind assuming that they all stay um' has really good size um yeah he's like you know. six five not he yeah so he's big so um glad we got him because we kind of missed out on our on our top prospects from from what we understand and uh what was your boy, what was that guy's name ty Simpson
0: yeah ty Simpson yeah yeah
1: so we missed out on him and then there was another guy that went to Missouri of all places we missed out on. So um but Taven Jackson, he was always a guy that we were like recruiting pretty hard. Um so I mean as long as we got him, I think Hypel's got his quarterback and we'll see what happens after that.
0: Yeah, after we went over two, we definitely probably hit him up a lot. Yeah. So and then we also got Elijah Hearing, so he's a three star outside linebacker and Vincent Sneed, three-star defensive end. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I don't know anything about these guys, but I definitely think Taven Jackson committing, I think is going to start some momentum building and some momentum with recruits. Now they're going to be able to recruit to people, you know, hey, come over here. I can throw it to you, you know, whatever. You know how they do. But The good thing that has happened recently was the,
1: the uh, NTA uh, lifted their official visits ban kind of thing their dead period due to COVID. So uh, recruits can start taking official visits starting in June. So, you know, everybody's been hearing how bad Tennessee is and, and, you know, they they haven't been able to get on campus. They haven't been able to have official visits at schools. So now that we can try to get some players on campus to come meet the coaches, you know, take them to Neyland Stadium, show them the facilities and all that kinds of stuff, maybe that'll kind of entice them to come, even though we haven't been so great the last few years. Um I think that's always been kind of how we how we sold the program, you know, the, the last 10, 12 years or so. Um, it's kind of with facilities and what could be if, if they come. So mm-hmm. hopefully that'll start kicking up, like with, with this top 100 outside linebacker, Jalen Sneed. Uh, he listed out his top five. from He's from Hilton Head, South Carolina. Scheduled his official visit with us in June. Uh, We're in the top five with Notre Dame, Oklahoma, I think Texas A&M, and Oregon. Um, You know, if if distance from home means anything, then I think we're looking pretty good with them. But um, I think us, I think he's scheduled visits with uh, Notre Dame, us, and I know Texas A&M has not scheduled one with him yet. I think it may have been Oklahoma. So hopefully us three are in the lead, and and we can kind of play the distance to home game.
0: God, I can't imagine what Eric Gray and Wanyan Morris are going to yeah. tell G. this John kid. And all, yeah. And I, let me just point out the fact that I absolutely love that this top 100 outside linebacker out of South Carolina does not have the freaking Game Sox in his top five. Or Clemson. Or, or Clemson. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think about that. But yeah, or yeah. Clemson. So thank you, Jalen Snead, for going with your heart and not with this hype. So Maybe he's trying psh- to get away from home. Maybe I, you know, I love Myrtle beach growing up. That was like the beach we always went to and yeah. South Carolina has got some pretty looking stuff, but I think you got, I, I mean, I know you got people that, you know, that live out there and mm-hmm. you told me that it's like not fun <laughs> to live I mean, out there. It's fun. Yeah. Um,
1: it's just, I mean, we always went to Florida growing up. The beaches down there are just hard to beat in the States. Oh, so, yeah. Um, that was just always our go-to place.
0: Yeah, oh, we're going in a couple of weeks. I'm counting yeah. down the days to just eating whatever I want, some fresh seafood. So, yeah. Oh man, getting sidetracked. I'll talk about <laughs> food all day. So, we also got a people, the good and the bad thing about the portal, people can leave. So, we got Martavius French. I think he got into some trouble, we all know about. So, he's leaving, yep. you know, wishing the best of luck. And then Isaac Washington also posted the other day that he's leaving. So Yeah, he
1: was also in that group that got in trouble.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so I think like, they were I mean, kind of
1: forced out, to be honest.
0: I do too, and I get it. You know, we were all young and in college once, but, you know, you got to hold these players accountable. You know, you got little yeah. kids looking up to you. They have a reputation to withstand, so I get that but you know we wish these guys the best and that's just more depth we got to fill at linebacker and defensive line so i know the two worst positions that we could have had leave and we did have some good news about the orange and white game didn't we have a that number one overall recruit you know what i'm talking about
1: yeah the uh oh, what how do you say his name web Webius,
0: Lebius. <laughs> Lebias
1: <laughs> overton number one player in the 2023 class visited during the orange and white game um I think the quote that kind of got everybody excited was he, he likes the direction that Tennessee is heading in. So, um, you know, what does that mean? I have no idea. I don't know if we're going to be, you know, included in any kind of, you know, top schools for him or, or you know, if he's planning on visiting anytime soon, I, I have no idea. So it's a big thing to get some guys on campus, um, let them see the campus, let them see the facilities like I, what you were saying just a little bit ago. Uh, that's really the only way I think we're going to weigh in some of the bigger Uh, highly, highly rated guys um, is for them to come in and see the potential that they could have rather than see, you know, the results of the last few years.
0: I think fan base has a lot to do with it too. You know, if if these kids commit to another school, don't dog them. Like, they're kids. It's their decision. (laughs) It's their education. It's their life. So, uh, but, yeah, no, definitely. I I think fan base, you know, Vol Nation is – Extremely loyal, and they've helped recruit so much on all the social media platforms. So yep. I definitely think – I think every recruit that has visited us or wherever, they've all said nothing but positive things about, you know, Tennessee and their Vol Nation, the Vol Navy. Miles. So, yeah. So – and he – is he offensive tackle? He's defensive line. Oh, other side. So. Yep. God, we need that. God, if we get – Walter Nolan and we get this dude side by side. I think, I think that ship has sailed. Uh I I think if as long as we look decent or exciting. I don't, I don't think we we're gotta, gonna look decent on the on the defensive side. We, we gotta do something. Aubrey Sullivan, come on, do something, man. You're six five, 300 pounds. Like come yeah. on. People would kill for that size. Yeah. Oh man. Well let's talk about the baseballs. The baseballs. Baseballs. So right now we're currently tied for first in the SEC with the Vandy boys. Vandy I can't boys. say I can't say that without getting angry. It sounds so <laughs> dumb. It sounds like a you know the Dapper Dance at Disney World or something. But we're thirty-four and eleven this year. So fourteen and seven in the SEC. Did you see that statistic that came out where we've won the? Oh gosh, I'm gonna mess this up trying to think about it. But we've won more conference series now than we have, and it was a long time ago, like early I think 2000s. It was,
1: uh, yeah, the 2005 team's the one that made it to the World Series. Um, yeah, that was a really good team. And I think if we, I, I'd have to relook at it. But there was some other stat that you know, if we continue the way that we have, we'll we're, we'll exceed the. I think the I think it was the amount of wins for the year. Um, yeah. I think we have to win like seven of the next 11 to be able to win the most games in regular season.
0: Yeah. And and I mean, like with records like that and conference wins like that, that puts us at number five in the country. So I think yeah. the top, I mean, four in the top five are SEC teams. So yeah. Yeah. I think Arkansas is number three. one. Arkansas is, is three? three?
1: No. So we have three in the top five. It was, uh, I think it uh, was, so I thought it was Arkansas, Arkansas.
0: Vandy. Oh, yeah, and, that's right. Yeah, Arkansas, State, Vandy, Mississippi State, and Tennessee. That's I insane, same. I think TCU is number three. Yeah. So this is very strong conference. I just – do you know who we play next? Uh, let's see. I know we Can have we like just, a
1: midweek game, and then we have a weekend series against uh, – let's see. Who do we play?
0: Now we just beat Kentucky. We won that series two to one. Thank goodness. I oh. was so mad that middle game.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was kind of a dud.
0: Yeah. yeah, get that out of the way though. Against a team that you know you can win the series yeah. against.
1: So we play Missouri. I think they're the worst record-wise. I think and just team-wise, I think they're the worst team in the country, or not the country, but the conference. And then we have a huge series, uh, not this weekend, but next weekend against Arkansas uh, here oh, at gosh. home. Um, so that'll be a huge series, and then at South Carolina will be our last home or away series. Uh, South SEC. Carolina's
0: they're pretty decent this year too. Yeah. They're ranked somewhere in like the teens, yeah. so that'll be a, that'll be a decent match. Leave it so, to Tennessee. I guarantee you, we'll play this Missouri team really close.
1: Yeah, we actually don't have a weekend series or a weekday series or a game this this week. So we just play Friday, Saturday, Sunday at Missouri and then we come back home uh, have Tennessee Tech next Tuesday and then we have Arkansas that weekend Belmont and then out of South Carolina
0: what do you think of Evan Russell being such a stud dude he's it's
1: crazy he's tiny too he's yeah. hit, he's had like through two or three three run home run three home run games this year it's insane um, yeah.
0: now i don't follow baseball much let alone yeah. baseball recruiting. Is it true that he was a walk on?
1: I think it was, yeah.
0: But oh man,
1: it's so hard with recruiting nowadays, just due to because baseball you can go you can go the draft straight out of high school. You don't yeah. have to go to college. So um, I think like right now we have like the number two player overall signed with Tennessee. But I mean, there's typically there's no way that they're actually going to come to college because that means they're a first round pick. So um, do you
0: think? We'll see. Do you think- Do you think Denny White's gonna upgrade the facilities for baseball and he has to, yeah. (laughs) And give Tony a raise. I bet he'll be I bet he'll probably be uh, at least
1: nine hundred K this after this year.
0: Yeah, if he has another season like that, this might be the first time in college history that the baseball coach has paid more than the head football coach. (laughs)
1: Especially
0: at Tennessee. I don't know if they go from a million to ten million. Hey, if we'll see what <laughs> happens in the World Series if we get yeah. there, but <laughs> the playoffs. But man, I'm. <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah. But I'm I'm definitely excited to see this baseball team. I'm not even that into baseball, and I love watching them play. I love the highlights, and that yeah. I I still get chills watching that Evan Russell grand slam against Vanderbilt. so that was insane. That's probably one of the greatest moments in Tennessee Tennessee ball baseball history, like, for sure. He's
1: hitting two thirty one and he has 12 home runs. Literally all of his hits have been home runs, it seems like. <laughs> he either probably strikes out or he hits a home run, one of
0: the two. <laughs> all or nothing. Yeah. Anybody else that you've seen? I mean, I know he's getting, like, most of the headlines, but in, any good pitchers standing out to you? Any other people batting really good?
1: Yeah, batting-wise, I mean, Liam Spence has gone insane this year. He's hitting three eighty four. Um, you know, he's he he doesn't hit for you know like tons of power. He only has a couple of home runs, a few doubles, eight doubles, I think. Um, just gets on base like crazy. Um, let's see, his on base percentage is like five twenty eight, which is, I think is it's probably first in the country to be honest, uh, or close to it. And I think it's first in the SEC at least. Um, yeah, but he has like I, an insane amount of games in a row that he's been on base. Um, so I don't know the exact number, so I don't want to botch it. But um, he's just had a great, uh, a great year so far.
0: Who's the pitcher with the mullet, with like the 1980s or the eighteen hundred mustache? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, what's his name? I can't remember his name either. But I, I saw, the reason why I'm bringing him up, I saw a funny thing that said, "No wonder he's striking so many people out. Like they get they get lost when they look Kirby at that mullet." Oh, that, that name fits yeah. his image so bad. He is hilarious. So, but yeah, but yeah, they're like, No wonder he's struck so many people out. I just get lost in his mullet or his mustache. So Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. But they're pitching pretty good too. So Yeah, Chad and,
1: Dallas is our number one. He's he has a three point seven one ERA, so I mean that's pretty good for SEC play. He started ten games.
0: So uh, current seven the, and one so before the season we were talking about max ferguson and he's been hitting a couple good hits how is he yeah doing he's, pretty good
1: you know i think earlier in the year he, he was literally playing terrible to be honest i mean he, he wasn't hitting <laughs> any, he wasn't hitting anything he was striking out all the time but now he's he's playing better now thank goodness which i think is better now that's uh, getting to the end of the year you know we were able to sustain the the good play without him um I know that our catcher Luke, or not Luke, but uh, you, Connor Pavloni. he hasn't had a great year, and then he got hit with that pitch in the series last weekend. And I think he has like a small fracture in his wrist, but I oh, think he's gosh. still able to play. But he's, he's not able to play like every
0: day. So um, we'll see how much that hurts out. Yeah. That's crazy to think about. So hopefully they can finish strong. I know they're kind of getting close to the tail end of everything but yeah leave it leave it to tennessee to play at their level of competition no matter what the sport so yeah. hopefully they can hopefully they can just handle missouri and take care of south carolina but and yeah. that, arkansas man that's at gonna at least be take
1: one we need to at least take
0: one from them yeah arkansas is looking really really good so yeah they're good they, they lost to somebody that Was pretty bad. I I think it's Arkansas. Maybe I'm thinking of another team. I'm getting like I get all these SEC West schools mixed up in baseball season. Yeah, they play.
1: I mean, they play a lot of weekend series, and it just depends on who. Yeah. They don't. Let's see who they played. I know they lost. They lost one to South Carolina. They lost one to LSU. Uh, Ole Miss. They beat. Yeah, I mean, they pretty much beat up on everybody. (laughs) They're 34-8 and overall. So, I mean, they're pretty solid.
0: Do they have anybody that looks like Ted Williams on their team? Potentially. I don't (laughs) really know. (laughs) Probably not, yeah. The reason why I bring up Ted Williams, so my dad, he has a signed baseball by Ted Williams because it was my granddad's favorite baseball player. And I don't know baseball history at all like i don't I, at all so i asked chase the other day i was like is ted williams good no <laughs> acting like i don't have google i can't google him but yeah. i was like was he was he good because he was my granddad's favorite player and he was like uh yeah he's like a hall of Famer." <laughs> so yeah. i texted our i texted our other buddy and i said like, hey is ted williams good and he's joking because he knows i don't know about baseball he was like yeah he was okay and so I sent him another text. I was like, oh, well, he was, we got a sign ball by him. And he was like, what? He was like, he was one of the greatest hitters to ever live. So I was like, oh, dang. And then I finally Googled him. I don't know why I didn't just do did that from the beginning, but yeah. I finally Googled the dude. And I think he played 19 years. And every year he was he made like the all star team. Yeah. Like every year. He was insane. So, yeah. It's crazy, man. That's crazy. All these baseball legends. I only know, uh, oh, baby Ruth. Baby Ruth. From, from, Babers it's just because you like
1: the candy bar.
0: It's because I like Sandlot. It's true. Love the Sandlot. It's a great
1: movie. It's
0: a classic, man. My son's trying to watch it now, and I forget. They say so many bad words in there. <laughs> if you have a little kid, I was like, oh, yeah. gosh, maybe we shouldn't watch that. And then like, the lifeguard scene, he was like, yeah. well, what's he doing? And I was like, oh, <laughs> let's just go back to Power Rangers. So. Yeah. That's right. Well, man, did you have anything you wanted to touch on with recruiting or orange and white game or – any other baseball legends that I don't know about?
1: I'm sure there's plenty. We can get into that <laughs> another day. That could be our baseball recap after the season's over.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I wish – I tried baseball, man. I just I, – when I was too young, I loved baseball until the opponent started pitching instead of my yeah. coach. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, when did this happen? This ain't cool. And then they're throwing <laughs> it right in my head. so I was like, whoa.
1: Yeah.
0: But I think we pretty much touched on everything. You know, the orange and white game looked – really promising on offense i think everybody's excited about the fast pace everybody's excited about it just looks like the quarterbacks have freedom to be comfortable and do what they want and uh we'll keep you guys in touch with recruiting too i mean every day is different with these players out of high school so it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to keep up with it so Mm -hmm. anything else you wanted to add or anything before we wrap this up i'm good Alright, well that's gonna do it for this episode of the Rocky Top Times. Be sure to check us out on Twitter. It's starting to blow up and we love it. So please give us a follow. We get pulse on there and we try to have a good time on there. But it's at Rocky Top Times ninety eight. Also check us out on Facebook, the Rocky Top Times. That's gonna do it. My name is Sean. My name is Chase. As always, Go Vols. Go Vols.